0: Hello. This is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah.
1: hashem. <laughs> Hu uh, a Elohim, Einod milvado, Einod milvado v'ashem. Hu a Elohim.
0: you know, my favorite story about Reb Zalman, my teacher. Reb Zalman Shekhtar Shalomi, who was um, such a force. And I haven't spoken about him that much for a while. And there's a story that uh, in the late 1990s, when he was celebrating his daughter Shalvi's wedding in Jerusalem, he decided he really wanted to go and have a, a Yichud, a private meeting with the Slonim Rebbe, known as the Nitivot Shalom. Uh, Reb Shalom Noach Brodovsky and he, he was uh, the leader of the Slonomer Hasidic community until, until August of 2000 when he died and his, his works are, are amazing and Reb Zalman being this sort of embodiment of Hasidic teachings like combined with uh, such an incredible outlook and sensibility to our our modern world and where we are as a a people and a civilization and his embrace of other spiritual technologies anyway, he was very influenced by by the Niti Vot Shalom as many people in this generation have been kind of contemporary uh, Hasidic teachings so the story goes that Reb Zaman asked a friend of his if he could arrange this private meeting and that uh, the the Rebbe, the Slonim was already old and 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 sick. It was only very very soon before he died, really. And so the arrangements were made. And uh, Reb Zaman when he told the story, would say, "You know, traditionally, if you're going to have a, a a meeting with your 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 rabbi, you go to the mikveh. So he went to the mikveh to really prepare, really looking inside to to think about, you know." Uh, what his intention was and what he wanted to ask and all of that really even though of course Reb Zaman was an immense rabbi in his own right there's there's something about this reverence that he had for the the uh, head of this particular Hasidic dynasty anyway so eventually he gets into the presence of the rebbe and the rebbe kind of in his frail old age looks at Reb Zaman and says you know, no. What can I do for you? And Reb Zaman says, I uh, I have a, a, a Gimlut Chesed. I want to ask you a, to do a Gimlut Chesed for me, an act of loving kindness. An act of loving kindness for me. So the Rebbe says, what's the Gimlut Chesed I can do for you? So Reb Zaman says, I would like you to read, read the verses the verses that are from this week's parasha, from V'edchanan, in Deuteronomy. The verses that say, V'yadatem hayom. V'yadatem hayom. Like, make it known today. V'hashivote elavavecha. And bring it back into your heart. V'hashivote elavavecha elavavecha. ki elavavecha. Ki Elohim. V'ashamai mima'al. V'al aharetz mitachat enod know in your heart that God is God above and below Einod, there's nothing else there's nothing else so Reb says I would like you to read those verses and I'd like you to hold my hand while you're saying them and so the story goes the Salonima Rabbi looked up to his Shamas to his secretary and said no yid vos vestehstos is in my svarim in Yiddish, he said, a, a Jew that, who understands what's in my books. A Jew who understands what's in my books. And then they, they spoke for, or, or the Rebbe spoke to Reb Zaman for 20 minutes, half an hour, something, about that notion, Enod, that notion that there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And it's the center, really, of mysticism, of all Jewish mysticism, actually, of all mysticism of any religion the essence of mysticism is that there is no separation there's only unity there's only a unified field everything that we perceive to be separate is an illusion that's the heart of mystical thinking whether Jewish or Sufi or Christian mysticism and it's uh, it's an amazing idea Einod a Einod Above and below, you know, there's nothing that's that's devoid of God's presence. There's nothing that's not somehow got a spark of godliness, a spark of divinity, a spark of holiness in it. And ultimately everything is completely connected. In this parsha, later on we we say the Shema, the Shema, that central central prayer that's become such an important part of our liturgy morning and evening the Shema that says Shema Yisrael Hear O Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad God is our God God is one that idea of that Echad that one is that everything is one everything is unified Achdut. Echad Echad one there's nothing nothing other than God so we live in a world where we are plagued by the idea of separation and difference and otherness the horrendous reality of of children being separated from their parents the horrendous reality of, of so many people who are deemed damned to be other, made other by us sometimes we're the other this idea that we are so tribal and so separate and so disconnected when really there's, no, there's nothing there's no one that's not somehow part of that unification of all and yet we we live in this world of duality, we live in this world of conflict, we live in this world of otherness, we live in this world where we just see and perceive separation everywhere where people can't talk to each other, where we're so divided, where we're on the brink, it seems, sometimes, of a civil war where no one can agree on any of the same narratives. And there's something about that sweet little story about Reb Zalman and the Rebbe that shows this kind of these these men who really of course, they shared so much of the same traditions and the same origins, but they inhabited utterly different worlds. And there was just this, this moment of, ah, yes, that is what it's all about. That is what my books are all about. That is what my teaching is about. The idea of de vakut, the idea of, of cleaving to a connection, to that possibility, to that idea to that reality even perhaps that Enod Milvado there is nothing other than God. I struggle with it, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not it's not like I don't really see myself as a mystic. I think I I'm aspire to be to be a mystic sometimes. But like I, I live in the world of separation. And I and I struggle with this idea that in some of the unspeakable things that we witness in our world that, that there's somehow an imprint of, of godliness in that whether it's the environmental degradation or just the, the way that our forces of hatred are, are playing themselves out the way we're, we're so divided I, you know to, to see that somehow in all of that somehow in, the, in people who can behave unspeakably badly that somehow, somehow, somehow there's nothing that's not got a sense of God in it. What Rabbi Arthur Green in his book Radical Judaism makes the difference or, or explains the difference between pantheism and panentheism. Pantheism is that everything is God and panentheism is that there's nowhere we can't find God. God is somehow manifest in in, in everything. Not that God is everything, not that not that god is that god is the tree god is the grass which is more pantheistic but panentheism is saying that you know that we can find an expression somehow of godliness in everything whether in nature or whether in the other human beings that i walk in this world with even the ones or especially the ones who are not like me and that somehow we connecting to this force of 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 Togetherness of unity, but it's not easy. It's not easy, and those of us who feel called to to be activists in this world, what is is the source of that activism? You know, if we, if 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 you took it to its nth uh, degree, if you took this concept to its nth degree, you say, well. God, you know, wants people to be suffering. God wants people to be incarcerated. God wants families to be separated. There's God, God in all of this, so what do I have to do? But I think that's missing the point. I think the point is that if we're really in a world where people are not attuned to that ultimate way in which we're connected to each other, then humanity is capable of extreme cruelty and injustice and so living in a world where we bring justice because the book of Devarim, the book of Deuteronomy this final book of Torah that we're in right now is so fascinating because on the one hand it has these deeply mystical concepts of Devekut atem hayom, You are cleaving this day to God, this ultimate connection this ultimate way of being completely in that in that sense of unity and yet also over and over again so many times Rabbi Jonathan Sachs points out that the the root for, for tzedek which is one word for justice or righteousness comes 18 times in the Torah and the root for mishpat for the, the other word that means a, a justice that root meaning comes 38 times in just in this book of Tavarim so there is a sense that we are called to work for justice you know in a few Parsha's we're going to be reading Tedek, Tzedek Tzedek Tidof, justice, justice you will seek, you will chase after justice, so it's not that we just live in this complacent bubble like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so mystical, I just know that everything's connected so I don't have to do anything, no it's precisely because we know that everything's connected that I have to do anything, that's I think what a, a sort of spiritual call to action is all about, just seeing the, the imbalance that exists in, in the world the injustice that exists in the world, because, because we're we're missing the point of how intricately connected we are to each other. So yes, the ultimate expression and the ultimate goal of mysticism is to get to that state of consciousness, of knowing the echad, what the Buddhists would call that non-dual kind of state where we don't see the duality and the separateness, we just see the oneness and the connection and the unity on the one hand. (laughs) And on the other hand, where we see an abuse or we see a disregard or we see humans just behaving unspeakably, then we, we are called to restore justice, restore justice and bring us back to a sense of recognizing Enod Milvado that the divine is in the face of every human being and our earth and every animal and so that's really I think perhaps what this whole final book of the Torah the final book of the Torah is called Devarim which means words or things and in English is Deuteronomy but the rabbis call it the Mishnah Torah which is the sense of repeating the Torah because in a, in a way it's Moses giving, giving over the kind of recap of the story but, but the book of Deuteronomy is so much more than that it's not like a final book that sort of like is like the epilogue it's also bringing in these new concepts deeply mystical concepts of how, how we're going to live uh, righteous lives within that very spiritual framework you know when rabbi abraham joshua heschel talks about moral emergency talks about prayer needing to be subversive talks about praying with his feet for him there wasn't a separation between the the spiritual world and the world of being an activist his daughter susanna heschel told me once that by his bedside there was always like a book of of hasidic uh, teaching you know you know, there was always like a book of deep Hasidic spiritual thought and the New York Times this idea that this man was was, was bridging those two worlds of of the spirit and of, of the action and so when he said famously about his marching next to Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma in 1965 and he, he famously said that day my feet were I felt like my feet were praying he's talking about that that reality of of being of marching for civil rights of marching for justice today was the day that a, a bunch of us were at this moral minyan calling calling people to to action through prayer and song and and, and speaking words outside a detention facility where where parents have been separated from their children and so Eynod Milva doesn't mean I transcend all of the pain of the physical world, it means that I use that sense of ultimate reality, being this non-dual universe and connection to to bring down into this world of duality, this world of separation so that I can make a difference and I can bring the the realm of the divine that knows no separation into this broken physical world. The Shabbat is Shabbat Nachamu, Nachamu, the Shabbat of comfort after the the pain and trauma and desolation of Tisha B'av. We have this Shabbat where we're saying Isaiah is saying Nachamu, Nachamu, ami, comfort you, comfort you, my my people. And part of part of this idea, I think, of of comfort is is recognizing those. Those human connections we have to each other, recognizing that where we where we see and feel, sense separation, that really there's there's unity in this ultimate field of vision, of godliness. Enod Milvado. E
1: milvado e Milavado Hashem Hu Ha'Elohim Enod Milavado Enod Milavado Hashem Hu Ha'Elohim
0: Thank you for listening to Adash and drush. We will see you next time.